Nerd talk. Dork talk. Real talk. The coolest podcast ever. The Kenny Ho Show. It's showtime. I don't know the meaning of life, but this is what I live for. Hey, hey, what up? It's old Kenny here with you for a brand new episode of the Kenny Ho Show. How are you? I hope all is well. It's been a while. I haven't done this in a while. And you're like, Kenny, what are you talking about? Are you, are you losing your mind a little bit? I heard from you like four days ago. Now, I'm glad you showed restraint a little bit. I'm losing my mind a lot. But... Not to the point where I'm, like, misremembering. Didn't Roger Clemens say that misremembering? It's not a real word. Whatever. For today, it's good enough. You know what I mean. But I just meant... No, I remember. The last episode I posted was not that long ago. But don't forget, I recorded four episodes, including that last one, all in one sitting. And that was a while ago. That was at least two or three weeks ago. Could you tell? Like, by the end, it was... was, I was coming undone. I was unraveling. I was saying, I want to say, oh, I was saying weird things. I guess I, I, my bread and butter is saying weird things, but even weird for my standard type of things is what I was saying. I've never dreamt of wearing somebody's face as a mask. I have to say these things, my lawyer says, just in case the prosecution uses it against me. But it was a lot of fun. No, not the wearing somebody's face. I haven't done that. No, I meant the podcast. Doing four podcasts, a lot of fun. Would love to do it again. It is, I ain't got that much to say. I ain't that deep. There's almost nothing that I have to say that, that's going to require multiple episodes, like four episodes. Usually I get what I need to say uh, in one or two episodes tops. So I don't think today's going to be a four episode day. But I would love to do it again. Sure, it was definitely... Now, I wouldn't say physically exhausting. And this is coming from a guy where everything is physically exhausting. Walking to the bus stop to hop on a bus to go to the grocery store, that is definitely within walking range, is physically exhausting to me. So I'm not going to sit here and whine and complain and claim that that it it took a lot out of me. It really didn't. Like, you know, as I said, I was coming undone, like, mentally. It's mentally exhausting, but anything would be. I didn't take a break. I just hit stop on one episode, and then, like, 10 seconds later, hit record again to record the next one. So there was no water break. There was no moment to kind of sit back and collect my thoughts. There was none of that. But you do that for anything, and it's going to be mentally exhausting. Hell, if you sat down and watched paint dry intently it would be mentally exhausting you know i I don't know i i'm i probably was a whiny kid i don't remember if i was a whiny kid but i sure as hope i'm not a whiny man at this point in the game because my family knows hard work doing a podcast is not hard work it is a privilege and an honor to be able to do a podcast not everybody gets to do it. My dad doesn't get to do it. Not that I, I don't think he would want to. He's not like an artistic dude. 
He has some cool things to say. I think he'd be really interesting, but I don't think it's his interest. But even if he wanted to, he couldn't do it. Like, he's ready to retire, or at least age-wise, he's ready to retire, but he still puts in at least 40 hours a week. And this is a recent turn of events. Like, he was putting in 60, 70 hours even like a month ago. Now, that's hard work. His job is shitty. So I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does like 70 hours a week. But that's hard work. What I do for a living is hard work. It's a labor job, and at times it's hard labor. Now, I'm lucky enough that part of a union, they can't push me too hard. So I know hard work. And I know doing a podcast is not hard work. So I hope I never become a whiny, ungrateful piece of trash who, who claims this is a tough gig. It's hard work. I should be given a medal or something. I hope I never become that. And don't get me wrong. There's, prob- there's certainly been times where I've dragged my heels a bit, where I've looked at this podcast as a bit of a chore. And I can understand. I can understand partly because of the numbers. I mean, you look at it, I'm like, why the hell am I? There's a lot of, or at least it used to be a lot of time put in for not a lot of results. If I ignore the numbers, though, and I do, and the new way that I do things, like back in the day, here, let's rewind a little bit. Let's breathe. (sighs) Back in the day, I'll paint the picture for you. To do a Kenny Ho show, it would take me at least six hours. So what do you do? You like sit there for four and a half hours record for a little bit and then edit it and throw it online. Now it was way more complex than that. Back in the day when I first started, I would conceptualize through research. That's right. I would research what I was going to talk about and then and then go from there, then write a script. I would if you look back to the Kenny Ho show, I don't know, maybe the first 50 episodes all had a script. And some of those episodes, word for word from the script. And I've probably rehearsed some of the stuff because taking it off the page, even though I wrote it, I know what it is. It's tough. Even for like good actors, that's really tough. So there's probably some rehearsing, but it would be more like, you know, I'd read him. Whoa, I, I sound like I'm reading. That's that's a shitty take. And then I'd go and do it a couple times until it sounded natural. So after researching, writing, and recording it, you know, probably multiple times, then came editing, post. And when you record that many times to find a good take, it is time consuming. So from begin to finish, at least six hours, sometimes eight, depending on how much editing there was, how long the episode was. By this point in the game, totally different process. I pick up the mic, I have an idea where I'm going. And then I record, and then I edit. I could probably get it all done in half the time. And I hope with this new system, and kind of, you know, just growing up and understanding what's what. And I guess taking a page from that that loser with the fake video with the being grateful. I'm not saying being grateful, you shouldn't be grateful. I'm saying grateful isn't some sort of elixir of life. Isn't, isn't the secret to the Energizer Bunny, I believe. The Energizer Bunny secret is Energizer Batteries. Energizer Batteries, available at your local Toys R Us. See, I'm, I'm primed to sell out. What up? Somebody's got to offer me a product to sell. I'm ready to go. I just mix that in there. But why I'm saying all of this, why I'm going in this direction is because the other day I was watching an Elizabeth Olsen interview video. And man, this girl is super, super interesting. But I'll get to that in a second. 
there was one thing that irked me a little bit, and it wasn't even her. It was the interviewer who managed to coerce her into being like, "Oh yeah, I'm not lucky." Well, that point, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! I was with you up until this point, Elizabeth. What are you talking about? You're both very lucky. Interview guy and Elizabeth Olsen. Neither one of you can say that you're not lucky. And she had a good reason. She was like, she's like, no, I'm not lucky to be an actress because sometimes, like this one time, this guy in a tinted car followed me or tried to follow me home. That's messed up. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's absolutely that aspect. I can see where she's coming from. That's a horrible aspect. That's really scary. And it's really unfortunate and unlucky that that type of stuff happens. But everything's shit, so you can't look at... You gotta look at it and I guess put it on a scale. How does the good greatly outweigh the bad? Because if it doesn't, then, you know, then you have a point. And I would say in her specific case, she probably doesn't have a point. She probably can't say she's unlucky. I think the good far outweighs the bad. But at least she has something that's super legitimate. Where I'm I'm almost willing to side with her. But the interviewing guy? This guy's a freaking tool. You know what his reason was? He's like, I'm not lucky. Oh, I work 12-hour days. Oh, buddy. Interviewing celebrities. You work, quote-unquote, work. You're on set. You're set. You're a YouTube influencer. That's your channel. You don't answer to anybody. You dictate whether that's a sweet set to work on or not. You hire the people. You hire the crew. You hire the recruiters. You you control so much of it. Not 100%, I'm sure. But you control so much of it if you decide to... That it is in your hands how good of a day you have and how good of a life you have. If you want to be miserable, you can be miserable. But if you want to be happy, that is within your power. Like, do you know how many people would kill to be in this guy's position, to be in his shoes? He makes a living interviewing celebrities on YouTube. Like, think about that for a second. Is that not a dream job for most people or at least a lot of people? I'd kill for that job. Oh, I meant not actually prosecutors. The defendant does not mean actually kill. He just is a figure of speech. And I have a freedom of speech in Canada, baby. What up? Do you know how many 10, 12-hour days I've worked in my life where I wasn't even paid for it? Where I was treated poorly, if not shitty? If not to the point where it's left a big old scar on my mind? The hell are you talking about, bud? Like, I don't even have to look that far back. As I said, my current job, labor job. At times, hard labor job. And about 48 hours ago, I worked a 15-hour day. 6.30 in the morning to 9.30 at night. And I'm not talking, oh, I was. I got up at 6.30, went into work. No, I was there prior to 6.30 getting changed for work. And believe me, I wasn't getting a deal with the Elizabeth Olsons of the world. I was dealing with the, I don't really want to think about them even though I'm talking about this topic right this moment type of person, you know? So this guy's got his head up his ass. He's clearly never had to work a real day in his life. I would gladly trade places with him. I would love to stop doing my current job and do his job and get to talk to the Elizabeth Olsons. Hell, even the the Chris Evans, and certainly, I saw on this channel, this guy interviewed Aubrey Plaza. I would love to interview Aubrey Plaza. And these are not, like, 
press junket interviews where it's like, you know, three minutes you spend with the, the actor and they don't even remember having talked with you afterwards because it's all bullshit. You know, they're trying to promote their movie. They might give you a little story so that you can write a fluff piece about them to, again, promote the movie. Now, this guy, like, Elizabeth Olsen was opening up to this dude. Like, she talked about her life, you know, talked about her struggles, talked about all these things. I'm like, dude, you're living my dream. What do you mean you're not lucky? You're totally lucky. You're just a privileged douchebag who can't recognize that. And when it comes to Elizabeth Olsen, I'm not going to make this a hatchet job about her. I love this girl. But... Of course she's lucky, and she shouldn't think of herself as not lucky. Because don't get me wrong, she's done everything she can do within her control to make herself a legitimate actress and not lean on the network. Because whether she likes it or not, she's an Olsen. She has two twin sisters who were super mega successful as children. They made a lot of money. And therefore, a lot of friends. There's a lot of people in the industry who probably owes a couple houses and a couple mistresses due to these girls and the business and industry they created. There's a lot of people in Hollywood who know the Olsons. And if she wanted to, there's a lot of doors there that are open to her that aren't open to everybody. But to her credit, don't get me wrong, she didn't go use those things. She went to NYU They had a conservatory program, which is hell, because that's basically what I went through. She chose that for herself because she wanted to not lean on the context, to not lean on the network, to be like, hey, I'm a legitimate actress. And I applaud her for that. I think it's so commendable. I think that's such an honorable and brave thing to do. And I'm not even saying that like sarcastically, like think about it. You're like an 18 year old girl going from LA, away from your family, Cross the country to basically have no life for however many years she did that. So that is amazing. But with that being said, the fact that she could do that and not have to think about where am I going to live? How am I going to pay for this? Do I need to get a job? Because going from LA to New York means she was leaving state. She was going out of state for school and that cost money. That costs a lot of money in the States. Not everybody gets that option. She did. That in and of itself, is lucky. She's a beautiful white girl. Genetic lottery. Lucky. And worst case scenario, school doesn't work out for her. She could still be an actress because she has two sisters that have paved the way. Lucky. So people need to look at their lives. like Not like that guy where it's like, being grateful makes you a nuclear power plant of energy for yourself. No, nothing stupid like that. But if you're, you got to be grateful though, because it's better for your own kind of mental well-being. If you sit around, much like this jabroni who's like, oh, I work twelve hours, they should name a day after me. Well, like, don't be like him. You have the option. He clearly has the option to not be miserable, but he's chosen not to. But as much as you can, because some people don't really have a choice. They have it bad, they have it bad. Because there's also a line the other way if you're too like optimistic and too grateful about shit you don't need to be grateful for. It's like, all right, that's just annoying. But sometimes you do need to look at your life and be like, okay, I don't have this, but I do have this. And though this shit happened to me, well, at least this other shit didn't happen to me. Oh, you know the example I was thinking, don't you? Man sex is the other one. I'm so glad I've never had any man sex in my life. Sure, I'm not getting to have, you know, 
uh, sexual intercourse with a beautiful woman like Elizabeth Olsen, but at least a big hairy man isn't having his way with me. But was I saying, yeah, yeah, sometimes you just have to be grateful, look at your own life and be like, yeah, things aren't great, but you know, they could be worse. Don't get me wrong, it's tough at times. But the fact that I'm getting to, to do a podcast right now and, you know, not be, I don't know, working like a fourth job or something, that's pretty lucky. It ain't going to serve me in a couple months because you know this clown who's like, oh, we're at the work 12 hours talking to celebrities on YouTube. Dude's probably not too worried about rent. I mean, from the looks of it, he's probably, you know, built up all kinds of problems in his own head. But rent probably isn't one of those things. Dude, I came home from my 15-hour day the other day to find a letter from building management being like, oh, yeah, we're going to raise your rent by 20%. I'm like, are you freaking out of your mind? That's like three, $400 a month. How the hell am I going to get an extra three or $400 a month? Even if I got that other job, it'd be cutting it tight. So, yeah, sometimes it is tough to be positive and be grateful and such. But you got to give it a shot anyway. Take a step back. Can't see it. Take another step back. Can't see it. Take another step back. Take a few steps back before you start complaining about how rough your freaking 12-hour day was. Because then you just look like a privileged a-hole on the old Kenny Ho show, you know? But enough about the negative. I'm talking about Elizabeth Olsen. And that is outside of her being coerced by some douchebag and saying that she's not lucky. She's 100% a pro in my life. A positive, because sure, I could watch her interviews on mute and still be pretty happy about that, because she is the most gorgeous woman on the planet after all, but listening to her talk is just as beautiful, because she is really smart. Like, whenever they do close-ups on her face when she's talking, I'm like, there's someone home. You look in those eyes, there's someone home. Her mind's working, she's seeing what she's saying, and because of that, I'm seeing what she's saying. Like, this girl's the real deal. This is... This is uh, a wifey material, not for guys like me, because uh, uh, I'm too homely and uh, poor to, to wife up a girl like this. But anyone in the position to should not pass that opportunity down. But just hearing how passionately she speaks about acting, it's actually inspiring. Like her, she talks about the craft of acting. Of course, she's not talking about the industry, uh, you know, like positively, as I said, uh, but she's speaking about the craft of acting and her passion and joy and love for acting in such a way that I'm actually inspired and want to get back into acting. Now, it, it'd be a uphill battle. I don't look, well, I just don't look good in general, but I was, I was going to say, I don't look as good as I used to. I just don't look good at all at this point. I'm just homely. I'm also super out of shape. And worst of all, the acting talent is gone. Back in the day, now, if you'll indulge me for a second, allow me to toot my own horn. Back in the day, I was a damn good actor. There was a time in my life where I was doing things where I look back now, I'm like, how the hell did I do that? Even in the moment, I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? Holy shit, I'm awesome. Now it's just like, oh, where did that come from? That's a new low for me. Oh, well, a few more years and assisted suicide will put all this bullshit behind me. But she inspires me to want to get back in because hearing her talk about herself in theater school, and I'm like, I was like that. I worked really hard in theater school. The only difference is, well, she's beautiful and lovable and an Olsen, but she took her shot. I didn't take my shot, and it'd be tough to take my shot now. Not impossible, but, you know, for what I wanted to do, I wanted to be a movie star. Let's not lie. Wanted to be a movie star. 
you know, my interest was to do, you know, like big action movies, blockbuster movies. And there's no way I could do that now. You know, like how much of a major life change I'd need to make it. How many like squats and like deadlifts or whatever I'd have to do to get back into that type of shape or even get into that type of shape. I don't think I was ever in that type of shape. I never look like The Rock. But, you know, thinking of it, listening to Elizabeth Olsen talk, I'm actually, it could work because now I'm open to, you know, being an actor, having different roles and just, you know, getting in there and working as an actor and not, you know, trying to be a movie star. She's so passionate about this stuff and she's like the queen of the indies. She's done so many like cool little indie films. I'm like, you know what? I'd, I'd love to do that. It would be cool. So I don't know. I, I have an idea. There's something I want to do, but I want to say I have enough wisdom, but let's face it. I don't have much of anything other than sadness, but I am old enough to be like, I'm reading the signs. I don't think it's going to happen. So if it ever becomes something, if I'm wrong and it becomes something, I'll let you know. But I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I just wanted to put that out there. You know, listening to Elizabeth Olsen talk kind of makes me want to act again. And I think I should do that. Some way, shape, or form, I think I should do that. You know, while I still have a little bit of daylight left in me, I am Asian. I, You know, I'm sure if I tried a little harder, I could probably still pass from mid-20s. So maybe, maybe it's not too late is all I'm saying. But what is really late is I'm looking at how long I've been going. What the hell did I talk about this episode? Were there any jokes? Did I crack any jokes? There had to have been at least a joke or two in this. And I hope that's enough for you. All right, I will do a second episode after all. Maybe songs Elizabeth Olsen. But she is my muse right now. And I'm grateful that is the case. Yes, full circle on the grateful thing. All right, we'll talk. Well, I'll talk to you pretty soon. Yeah, maybe I'll do two episodes uh, that releases at the same time. Probably not. We'll see. You take care of yourself until then. And Elizabeth Olsen, I hope you're listening, and I hope you're impressed. Toodles! Toodles!